Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio, and we have the Grizz. This is not the Teddy. Hey, buddy, how you doing? This is not the Teddy Bear. This is the Grizz. That's right. I can't be a Teddy Bear, and I can't be the Grizz. Yeah. All depending that's, on how you pet me. You know. Okay. Well, I ain't gonna pet you. That's for sure. But thank God. But uh, we're Grizz. I've, I've been kind of anxious to get down there, and we're trying to figure out what it is to do. Um, would you mind just kind of, you know, giving us some ideas on what you got coming up and, and what you got planned for me if I come down in the next uh, week or two? Yes, John, I'd be happy to. But first, I'm going to go in a different direction. Uh, you know, guys and girls, it's hunting season now. And the elk are bugling all over the mountains, the western mountains of Utah, Montana, uh, Wyoming, you know, this is about the last week they're going to be bugling. So you want to get out there, and if you got your elk tags, you get out there and get them while they're bugling. It's a tail end of it. But the good news is, this time of year, in a lot of places, the rut's starting to come in for the mule deer and also the whitetail. Now, the cold weather hasn't happened very much up north, but it's beginning to. It sure hasn't happened down here in Mexico. But uh, we're just about a month away for deer hunting. And let me tell you what, there are a lot of deer. You know what's happened is uh, all you uh, sissies up in the United States think that it's dangerous in Mexico, so you haven't been coming down hunting. Well, let me tell you what, that's made the deer happy, and they're really growing big. Charlie and I were out here about three weeks ago. We were hunting Havali and dove hunting, and I've seen some of the biggest whitetail I've ever seen in my life, and that's because there's no hunting pressure. We did not see one bad guy. We did not have one little problem, but we did see a lot of deer, a lot of javelina, and we and the doves are by the millions. They just keep coming and coming. They're destroying the crops of uh, the farmers. I mean, just taking the millet and knocking it down. Ducks are coming in. By the thousands, most of the ducks coming in right now are uh, teal. The uh, the blue wing and green wing teal are coming in. Now let me tell you, duck season hasn't started yet in most areas. It'll start the 28th of October, and then you could be getting some ducks. If you want to kill or shoot a lot of ducks, you might want to come in towards the middle time of November because then you'll get some bigger ducks and not just a little teal. Because, you know, those little teal are hard to hit. They just zoom in and zoom out before you even know what happens. But that's what's happening. White wing doves have moved a little south. They're in Tamaulipas now. And what's in the north is just literally thousands, literally millions, I could say, of mourning doves. And the other thing that I don't like to see, there's a lot of ring-neck doves coming in. Now, the ring-neck doves are not native to the Americans. They were brought in from 
uh, turkey and it's cage birds. You, you know those pretty little doves that sit around and go, ooh, ooh, and everybody says, oh, isn't that beautiful? Well, they look like a morning dove, about half the size bigger, and they have a black Good ring around that. their necks. Now, these guys are varmints. They're domestic birds that have went wild. They have up to three clutches of eggs a year. And their favorite thing is is to find where the white-winged doves are nesting, kick the eggs out, and put their eggs there. Now, when Charlie and I were up there, we've seen literally thousands of flocks of the ring-necked doves. Dropping the board logs. There is no season whatsoever on them. You should take them whenever you get a chance. So that's kind of what's ha- happening up here, or down here, I should say, in Mexico in the hunting part of it all. Well, Grizz, I thought I thought huh? I thought teal were kind of just a junk bird. You don't you don't really harvest those, do you? What's that? The teal. Of course, you harvest them. They're fantastic eating. They're just they? small. Oh. It's like the difference between a leghorn uh, chicken and a banny chicken. Okay. It's just the size. That's all it is, John. They're excellent eating. And they're tender. Put them on like right I now. said, they're just small. So they're fantastic. Hey, Grizz. Yeah. Uh, the uh, person that we're going to put on in this segment is, uh, didn't show up for work today, but we have Jason Grupp on the line, and we've only got about four or five minutes, but let's bring Jason on. Uh, I know you know Jason. Uh, (laughs) Jason, thanks for coming in. Jason is, uh, um, he's, well, it's kind of a long story. He's actually a vintner, but he's also the proprietor of uh, Breakwater Tours. And uh, actually, Jason, we haven't talked for a while, but I was just talking to Grizz about getting him down to uh, Baja sometime in the next couple of weeks. And uh, your picking season and and the grapes is about done, right? Yeah, I need some margarita drinking at this point. <laughs> Let's go. I'm ready. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> well, actually, Grizz was just uh, talking about bird hunting in Mexico. Have you ever done any of that? Yeah, I actually have. It's a lot of fun down there. Well, why don't you guys talk about it? Well, it was funny. I was at a resort once down in, uh, it's actually a fishing lodge, and they asked us at lunch one day when we came off the lake from bass fishing if we wanted to do a little bird hunting. I went, sure, let's do it. Where do we go? And he goes, well, just follow me. And we come around back, and they hand us a couple of shotguns, and he lifts up a blanket and opens a cage, and about 30 pigeons come flying out, and he goes, <laughs> shoot. <laughs> <laughs> and so it wasn't the most authentic hunting experience, but it was uh, it was fun for that day. Yeah. More <laughs> <And laughs> birds. Where, where, yeah. where was this, uh, Jason? That was at El Salto. Mm-hmm. That's down there. So you can go down there and do a cast and blast. They used to do that. Uh, they don't do it anymore. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, they, they used to do it. Yeah. So I think they ran out of pigeons. <laughs> well, when are you going back down to El Salto? Because oh, I'll go in the spring. Yeah. Yeah, late late spring, early summer, and... Go down there and catch a bunch of eight and nine pounders. Can't beat it. Well, well, Grizz goes down there and films, but you can you'll take people down and take them fishing. Yeah, I'll host a group. I'll probably take uh, fifteen or twenty guys down in the spring, and we'll uh, we'll hit it for a week, and then we like to go to Mazatlan for a few days afterwards. And mm-hmm. Take in the local fun and lay on the beach. 
So I'm uh, headed out in a week and a half. I'm going to Baccarat or Baccarac. Oh, nice. I've heard yeah, that's been I, fishing well. I'm sorry. I've heard that's been fishing really well lately. Uh, yeah, every day for the last week, they've been catching at least two ten over two uh, fish over ten pounds. Yeah. And That's yesterday good... they caught four, one eleven, one twelve, and uh, I think two twelve. So I'm headed there. Nice. Good luck. Yeah, we're gonna make some shows there, and uh, no, it's really good. And then I'm going from there. I'm headed down to Abomilpa. That's a that's a hundred and fifty fish day reservoir. Nothing well, real big, but but you can catch a lot of fish. I like to fish on a fly rod there. Yeah, use poppers. Well, that and a woolly booger with a sink tip. Yeah. You know, throw those streamers right up into the rocks and start jerking them, and, I mean, you just pick one after another. Yeah, it works good. I like the fly rod at El Salto, too. I usually pull that out in the morning and then go to the casting okay. gear in the afternoon when they go deeper and pull the fly rod back out in the afternoon okay. or in the evening. And uh, uh, Jason at uh, Breakwater Tours, breakwatertours.com, right? Yeah, that's my website. We listed a lot of the trips for uh, all over Mexico, Belize, um, lots of different good stuff okay. and local California stuff. Yeah, well, speaking of local California stuff, I keep saying I'm going to go up and fish your private pond, so I'll be in touch with you on that. Uh, hey, th yeah. thanks for picking up the phone, Jason. We'll talk to you real soon and see if we can get you down to Baja in the next couple of weeks. If you are still using a plastic hard shell cooler, things have changed for the better. AO coolers are lighter with twice the efficiency of the traditional bulky coolers. AO coolers are the best available soft-sided cooler with three-quarter inch high-density closed-cell foam insulation. They will keep ice frozen for 24 hours in hot weather. Easy to carry, less space, it fits product inside for better performance. Go to aocoolers.com to order or find a retailer available at West Marine. For your outdoor adventure in the West, CalParksCO.com is required. CalParks has 24 prime locations for camping, fishing, or boating. Shasta Trinity Recreation Area is breathtakingly beautiful with all amenities, offering the best camping in California. California's largest reservoir, Diamond Valley, is just 90 miles from Los Angeles or San Diego, designed for an incredible fishery. At Silver Falls Lodge in Oregon, no need to rough it. Stunning beauty and first-class accommodations. Whatever your desire, CalParksCO.com has it. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Wormer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. The road stretches for miles in front of you, and with the Ram 1500, you'll be able to reach mile after open mile. 
It gets a best-in-class 25 miles per gallon highway, so your destination won't just be determined by your gas gauge, but by your gauge for achievement. And the Ram 1500 is the first-ever back-to-back Motor Trend Truck of the Year. Guts. Glory. Ram. See your local Ram dealer today for great deals. EPA estimated 25 MPG highway based on V6 4x2. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive, Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. You can't catch fish. 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 No, 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 no. You can't catch fish. No, 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 no. You can't catch fish. No, 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 no. You can't catch fish. Okay, guys, we're back. Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio, and we have kind of grabbed Jason at the last minute and started talking about some fishing. And uh, for the last three minutes, uh, Grizz and Jason are talking about uh, fly fishing in Mexico, so don't let us interrupt you. John, you'll never interrupt me unless you get behind me when I'm mm-hmm. casting. Okay. Chris is with me. Okay. No, well, I, uh, what kind of patterns you use? And I mean, it's something great that a lot of people don't know is how you can catch such big, big bass on a fly rod. And tell me how you do it, and I'll tell you how I do it. Okay. I'll, I'll tell you, one of my, my flies that not a lot of people know about that I like you you use a bait fish pattern, but with materials that float and lay on its side, and it looks like a dying bait fish up on the surface, and you just twitch it lightly in front of any structure down in Mexico. There's a couple different patterns that that I get. I, I don't know the websites, but uh, it's a it's basically a bait fish that floats and lays on its side on the surface, and when you pop it, it makes a little plug that looks like it's just dying. And these bass just go nuts on it. And then also you can use the classic, you know, frog pattern, you know, the big ear hair chuggers and things like that that, that work good. Mm-hmm. But uh, but that bait fish laying on its side up on the surface, I think, is, uh, works real well. well J- Jason and Grizz, uh, we did find Trish. Now, Trish, I'm not sure if I've got this right, but basically Trish is the person that is the, uh, um, the promotions for Cal Parks Company. And it's, it's Cal Parks is not a state organization. It's a private company. And they have, what, how many, 20-some marinas and campgrounds, Trish? We have 
about 25 different properties throughout California, and then we do have a property up in Oregon. Well, you, you, you have the pleasure of having on the line with you two of the premier fly fishermen and uh, nationally known. We're just talking about fly fishing in Baja. So maybe we should move that around a little bit and talk about doing some fishing in California. All right. All right. Good. And um, Jason, I know that you've done some. Uh, I know you've guided on the, uh, you know, some of the local lakes. But uh, um, Trish, why don't you give us an idea about some of the lakes that that's under your control and some of the ones you might recommend if people that are interested in, in doing some fly fishing. I know that fly you're. Fishing. I know that you're not a. Well, fly I know angler, but, Lake yeah. Chabot uh, in near the Bay Area is has been deemed as a great place for for fly fishing. Um, I am not sure about Lake Gregory. So the locations in my region are Lake Gregory near uh, Lake Arrowhead and the Big Bear area. And I know what we have right now is since the water is getting cooler, we've got our trout and bass and Mm -hmm. we have catfish. But um, Lake Hammond, I don't know. I haven't seen a whole lot of fly fishing there. Not to say that it couldn't happen. And uh, we have the Diamond Valley Lake, which is the largest Southern California reservoir. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I that's, don't know. that's I'm, not, well, I'm yeah. not sure if I've seen. I don't think I've seen anybody up yeah, there. Yeah, Diamond Valley is kind of unique because it it isn't that old. It's only been around for what ten, fifteen years, something like that. And it it was actually when they built it, they designed it at purposely for habitat to hold fish. So it you know it's it's they built a lot of structure into it and it's it's a great fishing lake. It is. We actually have I don't know several several uh, fishing derbies that that happen on our lake every year and people come from all over to come fish this lake. So it's, it's pretty amazing. It's huge. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and especially right now, this is the time where people are are starting to enjoy. Our, uh, a lot of our properties because a lot of the seasons have slowed down with all the families coming. So now we have kind of our outdoor enthusiasts checking our, our locations out and enjoying the hiking and mm-hmm. and camping and definitely fishing. So this is this is the time to come check us out. And also, Trish that sent me uh, some certificates for some free stuff at some of your campgrounds. And uh, over mm-hmm. the next week or two, we would like to see if we can give some of those away to get people that are interested in coming out to California. And the first thing to do would be just to get in touch with me. I don't know if we'll have a contest, but if p- people uh, want to get in touch, we've, you've been very generous. And we've got that. Plus, we've got some other things we want to start giving away to our listeners. So just uh, just send an email to John at fishtalkradio.com and say, give me free stuff. I've been saying that for years and haven't gotten any. Oh, come on, Grizz. I give you so much free stuff, it's not even believable. <laughs> you know, you look in, look, look in his, uh, uh, in, 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 your, in your storeroom, it's full of stuff. You got that right, but yeah. uh, it doesn't have John's name on it. Well, no, but that's because cause you took it from me. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> well, it sounds great. You got a lot of stuff happening in California then, and the yeah. wa- and the weather's starting to cool down, and the fishing's starting to get good, and should be great up there, right? 
Absolutely. It's it's great. Well, we, we have like the, the uh, Lassen National Park. We've got you know, Shasta um, and some of Northern California. We've got Lake Chabot, Lake Comanche, uh, Lake Nacimiento. Uh, we have the marina at Los Vaqueros. And then, as I said, down south, we've got the Diamond Valley Lake, Lake Hemet and, and Lake Gregory. So a lot of marinas, a lot of uh, people can launch their boats or run a boat from us and and really get to enjoy the outdoors. So we've got a lot to offer. And well, if I come up here, you give me a personal tour of all these places. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't to the do California it. Parks I'm a nice guy. I'm a television show. Check out our locations. <laughs> Well, I, you, it, 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 I want to come up and know all these places. Well, <laughs> just do them one at a time, Grizz. No, I don't <laughs> have time, John. But, uh, no, they've got 25 different facilities throughout California, so it might take well, you... Well, that'll take me a month. Yeah, that's, yeah. About, that's about right, yeah. 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 Except I don't know if they'd let you in the country or not. I don't know why not. Uh, they can watch my shows in the country whenever they want. Yeah, I know. That's why they won't let you in the country. Oh, <laughs> what a bad man. <laughs> no, but it sounds very interesting. So you've got everything from power boats to row boats to everything, right? We do. And you know what I find interesting? I see people fishing off kayaks. Then we, we have kayaks, too. But, yeah, we have mm-hmm. rowboats, motorboats. We've got pontoon boats, uh Bass boats. We have all anything that you could ever want. We've got. Well, well the, that sounds great. Well, let's, well, yeah, you know, kayak fishing off of boats is becoming a very, very big thing all over. I mean, we have them down here in Mexico too, but I'll never get in one again. <laughs> I spent seventeen days in one. Oh. Well, when he says seventeen days, he really means it because he couldn't get out. Oh my goodness. There you go, John. <laughs> we fished from northern Mexico from the peninsula all the way to Cabo. It took us seventeen days to do it. Yeah. No, they are that uh um well the ones that they that, what they have now is, is incredible with the uh, the kayaks and the pontoons and and the, the stability and they're de- actually designed as fishing platforms, so they they really do. Well, work that's well. what I yeah. use, John. I yeah. have my little pontoons. I even had a trolling motor on yeah. with a battery. Yeah, but I still hate it. Seventeen days is too much. Yeah, no, it's uh, you're you're right down in you're right down in there with it. But they do work because they're oh yeah, they're, got a lot of fish. They're, they're very, over a hundred yeah. fish a day. They're very stealthy and they're very quiet, and you just kind of sneak right in on there. And I've, I've, I think, got, I've but, got guides uh, running kayak trips out of Santa Barbara right now. I've got a, one of my guides is out with a client right now. On the, o- a, on the ocean? Yeah, he's giving inshore trips. Uh, huh. He just texted me. They've already gotten four or five nice calico bass and yeah. uh, one, one big barracuda. Well, you can kind of sneak right into the kelp and get those white sea bass, can't you? Yeah, not so bad. It's, uh, white, white sea bass are very uh, spooky. Yeah, that uh, and and this fishing and by the way, the fishing in California coast has been phenomenal this year. Uh, maybe not quite as good as last year because the, the water temperature is not quite what it was down south, but it's still been you know one of the best in fifty years. Yeah, it's been great. White yeah. sea bass are all over, and yellowtail are still. Yeah, yellowtail are still around. Yep, it's been incredible. Yeah, it has. 
But uh, but the best thing to do, I think, Trish, is this is the time of the year that, you know, the school's back and, and people, you know, the pressure on the lakes is not what it used to be, but the weather's still great and we're mm-hmm. probably still got Indian summer happening. And your lakes uh, are at varying places and very uh, altitudes. So you, probably the best thing to do would be to go to the website and check out which one's the best ones. Yeah, and just depending on where where you want to go or where you're located, just if you go to calparksco.com, you can check out a lot of our uh, a lot of our locations. Another one that I just went to for the first time was Angel Island in San Francisco. Huh. A lot of people are not even aware of this place. It's been there. It, it was it was actually an immigration station, so I've it's been there it. yeah. forever. Huh. And uh, the best hiking trails and. People camp. So they good. bring in their they bring in their backpacks and they and they camp. And so the only way to get there is is a, by ferry. Yeah, but just beautiful. I wow. had no idea. That's great. Well, go you to go to Calpers. Because yeah, I like to hang out on Angel Island. <laughs> yeah, now you're that's because you're a ferry. But but, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we're gonna, sorry, Grizz, I couldn't help myself. But uh, anyway, you guys hang in there. But go to Cal Parks. Co. It's not a government organization. It's Calpark, calparkco.com. And uh, find where you want to go and make some reservations. And send me an email and tell me you want some free stuff, and we'll get you some passes to go to some of these lakes. You are listening to Fish Talk Radio. Go to fishtalkradio.com. For your outdoor adventure in the West, CalParksCO.com is required. CalParks has 24 prime locations for camping, fishing, or boating. Lake Comanche has 54 miles of shoreline and three marinas west of San Francisco, known locally as Monster Lake because of the big fish in abundance. Lake Hemet is surrounded by the majestic beauty of tall pines and giant oaks in the mountains of Southern California, a majestic vacation spot. CalParks Company is your prime location for outdoor adventures in the West. If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive, Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. The road stretches for miles in front of you. And with the Ram 1500, you'll be able to reach mile after open mile. It gets a best-in-class 25 miles per gallon highway. So your destination won't just be determined by your gas gauge, but by your gauge for achievement. And the Ram 1500 is the first-ever back-to-back Motor Trend Truck of the Year. Guts. Glory. Ram. See your local Ram dealer today for great deals. EPA estimated 25 MPG highway based on V6 4x2. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. 
fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio and enjoy the great outdoors. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio. And we're, <laughs> we're, we're, we're having some fun. Things are kind of a little bit flexible today. We've got people that uh, uh, Trish finally did show in. She was supposed to have been on this previous segment. But, hey, it's live radio. What can I say? Well, um, but Grizz is certainly alive. And I'm sorry, Grizz, if I've been picking on you today. You've been picking on me a lot, John, and okay. I've just been biting my lip not to let loose on you. Okay, well, all right, I, I, I'll behave myself. You better. Okay. But anyway, um, we're talking, you know, of course, you and I are having a conversation, but we're talking to the whole world. But I want to get down there in the next couple of weeks. So we started talking about some of the possibilities of uh, because I haven't been down there uh, yet this year. And I should have been down there two or three times by now. But we're talking about going to La Bocana. Uh, we had a trip that we're supposed to be going down to East Cape. Uh, and right now it's just very fluid. So I'm not really sure what we're doing, but I do know I'm going, and hopefully in the next uh, week or two. Well, the thing of it is, John, is uh, maybe it's a blessing in the skies, you know, it's not always good fishing down there, but up in La Bocana, it's always good fishing. Uh, you're talking about in the first uh, couple weeks of November, you're talking about a lot of big wahoo. Uh, big yellowtail, of course, grouper. We always have the broomtail grouper, the leopard grouper. I mean, they're common fish there. It's not uncommon to catch one over 50 pounds. I mean, even two or three. However, we do not, under any circumstances, do we uh, do we kill grouper. We're catch and release 100%. And then also up there, we can uh, go fish the estuaries. And there you've always got Corvina, you've got Grouper also, you've got literally millions of uh, sea bass, the uh, spotted sea bass. Uh, a lot of people like to catch them. Uh, you get tired of catching them. There's so many, almost every catch. And then also we've got uh, halibut there, the California halibut. We have quite a few of them that time of year. So you might want to reroute your whole system and come up and stay in the cabins, log cabins on the beach. And for anybody that wants to know about it, that wants to see what it's like, all they have to do is go to, uh, you know, the uh, website of Adventures uh, La Bocana, and they can see what's happening, or La Bocana Adventures, I should say, and see what's happening. But we got a trip going there. 
And uh, John, bring some people. We'll take the Suburban, and we'll go have some fun. Well, we just talked to Jason. He's ready to go. And then uh, I was just talking to a couple other people that just called me in the last day or two, and they say, hey, uh, it's time to go. You know, these people. Yeah, well, we'll put it together, get some dates, and uh, we'll go. And they can, they will all be on television, of course. Uh, They'll be with me. We're going to bring a uh, film crew with us and uh, catch some fish. So does that mean I'll be even more famous than I am? No, we're not going to take pictures of you, John. You're a, you're a radio man. <laughs> That's why you're a radio man. On television, it just doesn't check out. I mean, you're ugly. Yeah, uh, there, I got my two cents okay, in. Okay, we're even now. Yeah, we're even, so I'll be you notice, quiet. You notice I'm not denying it either. No, you can't. You have to shave every day. You know, John, that's why I have such a big beard. I don't shave every day. I don't even cut my hair because I don't want to look at my ugly mug. Well, but I take my advice and put some uh, shoe polish on it. You look like Santa Claus. That's what I'm doing. You know, I'm not cutting my beard now because every year I quit uh, cutting my beard or trimming it in September. So it's really long in Mm -hmm. December. And I give out about uh, 200 pounds of candy and about 5,000 toys to the children every year. Mm -hmm. So I'm a real Santa Claus. Yeah. Yeah. That's no, that's 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 awesome. Where do you do that? Uh, just about everywhere, in the little towns, in the middle of town, wherever I am. Yeah. I just, uh, you know, the uh, government likes me to go and say hi to the schools. I go to the children's hospitals and just everywhere. Yeah. Or in the middle of the street. I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, in the store. Well, they, uh, you know, I guess they, they don't have too many. I guess they have chimneys in Mexico, don't they? But they're kind of skinny. Not where we live. We yeah. don't have a fireplace. We don't have a furnace. It never gets below 70 degrees. Yeah. And there's no wood to burn anyway. No. You'd have to burn cactus. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And cutting it would not be too much fun, no. and carrying it would even be worse. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, um, the uh, well, anyway, we'll, we'll put that together. But you and I are gonna have to get talk serious about. It. I get all, all of a sudden, you know, we've been trying to push this for a couple of months, and everybody's going, yeah, 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 yeah. Now all of a sudden, everybody's calling up and saying, hey, Kay, when are we going? Yeah, exactly. Well, we can put something together. Yeah, that'd be very inexpensive, and I'll have a good time. Mm-hmm. You know, another thing, John, uh, starting uh, this winter and uh, this spring, you and I are like we talked about before. Uh, we're going to start putting together these big fishing trips on uh, for bass. Yeah, yeah. You to, know, Mexico to mainland, has to mainland the best Mexico. bass mm-hmm. in the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's big lakes here. And contrary to everybody's belief, it's safe. I mean, they don't. Here's the thing, John. They don't have to grow marijuana in Mexico anymore. You can buy it in Denver. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's in yeah. Denver. It's in uh, Oregon. I mean, it's all over. So down here, the marijuana is not that good anyway. So they quit growing it because yeah. United States took the market. Right. So now United States is not only growing it and using it, but uh, they're leaving these poor farmers without work down here. Well, I'm not going to get into the political side of it, but I thought a long time ago it didn't make any sense what they were doing. Where they could, instead of having it cost the government so much money putting these people in jail, is uh, legalize it, tax it, and make money. 
money on it. Uh, well, John, I, nothing I, I else don't know is if you read, but in Oregon, the first week mm-hmm. that they legalized it, uh, they sold reported sales were eleven million dollars. Yeah. So that means people do that sort of thing. Yeah. Anyway, I don't, and I well, know you Chris, don't. Speaking of that subject a little bit, and you mentioned it, and this is not the kind of program that we should be talking about it on, but you were talking about the areas in um, in Mazatlan that um, you had to be careful when you went out away from the roads because if you happened across a you know a marijuana farm, uh, it could be dangerous. But no, actually, you're wrong. It wasn't anything to do with Mazatlan. Uh, I was when I, we discussed that we were talking about turkey hunting in uh, Durango. Okay. Well, what, what the point point is is that you know those farmers um, they've kind of lost the market because because of the competition from the United States. So it's no longer dangerous to go out there because you know their, you know their, you know their their, their product isn't isn't there anymore. So it's well. Years ago, about three years ago, Charles and I were fishing in a lake. I won't mention the name. Mm-hmm. And everything was green. And I asked my guide, I said, what is all that green stuff yeah. right there? You and me being so ignorant, didn't even think about it. He says, well, that's pot. And I go, oh, my God, we're fishing below pot? And he says, yeah. And I said, we're, we're, we're filming. He says, they know you're here. Just keep the camera down. They'll be pointing it up to where the crops are. So he said, okay, and really nothing happened. We had not one problem whatsoever. Well, three years later, this year, Charles and I went back to the same lake, and we're fishing the same hole, and it's all brown. And I said, hey, what happened to the pot? He says, they don't grow that here anymore. Can't make any money on it. It's cheaper to buy in the United States. Yeah. Yeah. True story. Yeah. Well, that that is interesting, but uh, um, but the 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 point is is that that has made you know there are still some uh, peop- places that you want to be careful of because but it's not marijuana it's you know there's there's still a pass through country so you know but as long as you uh, you're a little bit reasonable about what you do I feel safer in. Um, Ensenada, Tijuana, Cabo San Lucas, or Guatemala at 2 o'clock in the morning than I would in Los Angeles downtown at 2 o'clock in the morning. Well, Chicago. Oh, God. Let's put uh, this last uh, 4th of July. The 4th of July weekend, or their days that they celebrated, there was 186 killings. Good heavens. And in Mexico, now, we're talking about Chicago. That's a city. We're talking about the country of Mexico. For one month, there wasn't 186 killing. So, guys, get yourself together. They should be here in Mexico. We should say, don't go to the United States. And <laughs> Red yeah. alert for the United States, Chicago, yeah. Seattle, yeah. Los Angeles. Yeah. But uh, this is a perfect time of the year to go down there uh, because it's, you know, in the uh, up in the United States where I was up in Oregon last week and it's starting to get cold and wet. And if you're interested in, um, you know, when, especially when you get around Thanksgiving and things start to, to for certain parts of the world, talk about Chicago, man, who wouldn't want to be there in November, December? Well, I would want 
going to be there in June or July. (laughs) The only great thing about Chicago is Lakeshore Drive, where all the museums are. Yeah. Absolutely okay. fantastic, but the well, rest of it, yeah. I don't want it. Well, I don't know if we covered a lot about fishing, but we did cover some. But we're going to have to turn you loose right now, Grizz. You are listening to Fish Talk Radio, and Grizz has got a lot of stuff coming up. Where else? Can, where else can we find you, Grizz, on the on, uh, on the video screen? Oh, you can find me on Roku. You can find me on Amazon. You can find me on Apple TV. You can find me on Hunt TV or Hunt Channel, Tough uh, TV. You can find me on Wilderness TV. You can find me on Outdoor Channel. Uh, where can't you find me? We're in 47 countries now. Wow. Well, well, let's let's go make some more let's make some more television shows. I'll go down there and show you how to catch some fish. 